Tonight on Discovery, sharks. Tomorrow night on Discovery, sharks. Followed by several more nights of sharks. Yes, it's midsummer programming once again here at Discovery. Sharks, sharks, and more sharks. Not fascinated by sharks? Okay, let's check out the Discovery Channel video library, shall we? It's uh, in here. Let's see what else they have to put on the air outside of sharks. See, there's shelves of video here. Here, see this one here? Oh, sharks. How about this one here? Sharks. Well, here's one. Fonzie jumps the shark. Got some more here. Sharks. Lots of sharks. Oh, I guess, uh, don't miss it. You know. Tonight on Discovery. Yours truly. Brit Summers at thebritsummershow.com. Presents the sweet sound of success. Good tune, voted best. The number one tune this week. What are you going to do with all the love you're hiding in your underpants? Maybe we can take them off and do a little naked dance and touch me on my tank. You know you ain't the only one to see my wicked weenie waving wild in the wind. Baby, stick your chewing gum directly on my nose. Tell me it's the only thing that anybody blows. Tell me it's the flavor apple, cherry, grape, or lime. And tell me if I blew it, would you chew it? and butts and boinking. I shake the George Dat tapes and all these great bits keep falling right out. 95.3, 96.9, WWNN. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from a COVID-riddled state, encouraged by its governor, which happens to be a slack-jawed inbred. Oh, please, can we borrow Andrew Cuomo just just for a week? Uh, I found a great way to soycumvent the intentional sabotaging of our national election, uh, which is going on right before our eyes, and the American public is like, but not to be negative against the postal workers. It's not that I don't trust them. It's that the sabotage that's going on there is, is beyond their control. 
And what Lewis and DeJoy is doing is killing people uh, by doing this, by stalling prescription deliveries, people who need their medicine, they're not getting their medicine. And anything else you, you order through the mail or whatever you do with the mail, you ain't going to get it because in the minds of these sick, mentally sick Trumpers, they're under the impression that the November election is just between Biden and Trump. And there won't be anything else on the ballot or anyone else. They're not thinking down ticket. Uh, oh, yeah. You may want to remind them <clears throat> there are other Republicans running for office. But no, no, no. Not in their little bubble of a world. It's only just two guys running. And that's that. That's all that's going to be on the ballot. And that's why they're sabotaging the election. Three months before it happens. And what are we going to do about it? I don't know. No, because there's no stopping this guy. The only way you can stop him is by voting. And they know that. So here's what I found out. Yeah, you can drop off your mail-in ballots uh, at uh, boxes. Check your supervisor of elections office in any town you're in. And uh, most places will have drop-off boxes. Now, I caution you, or as Larry Fine once said, I'm warning you, uh, do not use the freestanding boxes that are on the street or in a, a shopping strip center or something. Uh, if they're freestanding boxes, I guarantee you they will be either sabotaged by pouring paint on them or, or, or burned or uh, hauled away by pick -em up pick-em-up truck with Trump stickers on it. But the alternative is if you find ballot drop-off places that are in a library or in a college campus somewhere, you're good. And the security there is phenomenal. I took mine to the Broward Community College, which is not called that anymore because it's no longer a community college. It's a private college. It used to be a community college because some of it was free. But we can't have free education. No, no, no. Anyway, I took it up. There's a nice campus. And the library is smack in the middle of it. And I had to walk like a quarter of a mile to get to the library to drop my ballots off into this box that was bolted to the floor. It looks like a safe. And there's people all around, and it's uh, in a very secure area. And I feel very confident that my vote will be counted. Despite Louis DeJoy, who should be in jail right now. But it works. And there's locations all over your town. Just uh, go online, supervisor of elections, and they'll give you the map of where all the drop-off locations are. I just would avoid using the freestanding boxes along the street or on a sidewalk. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Don't give them an inch or they'll take the whole box. And remember, this is South Florida. I'm speaking from experience. This is a place where we still have ballot boxes from November 2000 lying at the bottom of Biscayne Bay. They're still down there, and these are going to wind up, some of them are going to wind up down there too. So as that's a pubic service announcement for my listeners in the genital area or uh, any other place that you may live around the country. Uh, I'm certain that they have drop-off places too, and get them in there early. Yes. Would it take an act of Congress to remove this guy, DeJoy? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there was a, a Board of Governors petition circulated. I think I got 75,000 signatures on it. I don't know if that'll do any good. But I don't know why a postmaster genital can't be removed. And where is Congress with all this going on? Where are they? Vacation, Congress. <laughs> we Congress is having a good time. Bad time to take a vacation. Bad time. You could have postponed it. I would say there are urgent priorities here 
Uh, that would uh, you can just take a vacation some other time when there isn't an apocalypse, or as Mad Magazine once said, an apparalypse. Well, I hope you're enjoying yourselves while your country is exploding. Just a recap from last week. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I played Major Lance and uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, mayor of Atlanta. That's his daughter. And I know, I, I just didn't get around to playing um, 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 which uh, maybe it was Freudian because I say um during the show far too often. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, 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 um. That was his other hit. I just didn't get around to it. Besides, uh, uh, the show almost went over anyway. So there it is. Um, um, um. My Major Lance. Keisha Lance Bottom's dad. Oh, and I also got some hate mail. Not, not, not a lot. But I know where it's coming from. And until further notice, this show will not be hurried on SoFloRadio.com until further notice. I'm indefinitely suspending it from being on what used to be a network that uh, George Rodriguez built and I helped build that network. And now that he passed away, it's been taken over by some, uh, a real diehard Trumper. And I'm getting, I, I've been on nine years and I've gotten some, not hate mail, but, you know, disagreeable mail, which is fine. And you're not going to have, not everybody's going to agree what I say. It's cool. That's good. And a lot of them I respond to, but this is, this is the hate. This is the threat against my life stuff. This is the, one of them admitted he was a white supremacist Nazi. And uh, I, I happen to know that it was <laughs> somebody in none other than Alabama. We got a Leo pretty now thing. The station that delivers presents got a live one here. A Deliverance Weekend. All weekend long, you can qualify by winning video cassettes of the movie Deliverance. What is it you, you require? We require that you listen to the radio all weekend long. Don't say anything, just do it. The grand prize winner will be flown to Dothan, Georgia for a canoe trip for two down the Kahunawasi River, including accommodations in beautiful and trees. It's easy to win. Now let's you just drop them pants. Just take them right off. They're painted. Take them off. Simply be the tenth caller every time you hear Ned Beatty squeal like a pig. It's a deliverance weekend all weekend long. From a station that gets you where it hurts. Hugh95. Yep. I know where they're coming from. And I don't want my show streaming on that network until further notice. No. That's all I'm going to say about that. But Smash Mouth, <laughs> it must be his favorite band. Yeah, um, boy, Steve Harwell, you're a moron. Wow. Talk about a band that fell into a lucky bucket of doo-doo. You know, they had a hit. They had two hit albums in the 90s. I think in 98 and their follow-up. And then they were on. They did a song on the Shrek movie. That was great. And then they kind of like became irrelevant and nobody paid attention to Smash Mouth. Uh, I'm sure they still toured, you know, biker clubs, what have you. But then Progressive Insurance. Was it Progressive? One of those insurance companies had them do a commercial and right away they're relevant again. They're lucky. But they, if anybody can screw up their luck and become irrelevant and unbookable again, it's these guys. Steve Harwell. You should change it to Big Mouth instead of Smash Mouth. Fuck this COVID shit. How about fuck Smash Mouth? Hey, Steve Harwell. Fuck you. Welcome back to Obscurity, Smash Mouth. You're done. Somebody
update. Yeah, here's your uh, Florida COVID-19 coronavirus update. Our illustrious moron governor cut $24 million out, out of the Florida Department of Education that was paying for online remote teaching that was approved by the FDOE for kids to learn at home so they don't get sick and die. Which, uh, by the way, stupid, yeah, the kids are dying. One just died recently, 19. And now they're saying if, if they're over 10 years old, they're more susceptible to death. The younger they are, you know, because they're young, their immunity is really high. But uh, it still scars them and leaves lasting damage for the rest of their life. So if you hate kids, you're going to love Ron Death Sentence. Just like they do in the villages. Death villages. We're going to try desperately to put Trump over the top come this November for this uh, mainly red state. No, no, you're wrong, media. It's not people. It's red. North of the lake, it's red. And another thing, uh, news media, okay, we know. We know. Yeah, Biden picked Kamala. Great. Now you can move on now. Move on, news media, to other news stories. There's other things to discuss. There's other things to report about. You don't have to make it solid 24-7, commenting, opining, punditry. After every break, it's just, and another thing about Kamala Harris. Uh, We know. We know. We're aware. We're aware, media. You can go back to doing some news. Back to your at least two stories a day. Anyway, this this uh, moron that somehow is the governor, and as, as soon as this you know, November's election's over, depending if it goes the right way, should be recalled immediately, if not sooner, because he's a killer douchebag. I've never seen a sycophant since the Manson followers. This son of a bitch has to go. One way or another, recall him, throw him out. He's a murderer. He's, he's a useless, meaningless sycophant. A lickspittle of the highest order for Trump. And yeah, I gave that some thought. With all the comparisons of Trump uh, to Hitler and to Jim Jones, there's some there. But what really strikes home is, is Charlie Manson. With the difference is that Charlie Manson knew how to play guitar. <laughs> but Charlie Manson said this, I never murdered anybody by my own hand. No, of course not. That's why he manipulated his followers. And that's what Ron DeSantis is. He is a Manson follower. If Trump told him to to go to Sharon Tate's house and cut the baby out of her belly and stab her, DeSantis would say, yes, sir. Yes, I will. Uh Uh-huh, I will. He would kill for Trump. In fact, that's what he's doing right now. Oh, we can have a convention here. Everybody come to Florida. That didn't work out too good. Or what's he doing now? You can play football here. Everybody come play football in Florida. <laughs> he should be taken out of office after this upcoming election. And because if the election goes south, he's in there for life. There's nothing we can do. This country is dead. But if I sound a little pissed off and fired up, here, here's why. This inbred moron death sentence after slashing the budget, $24 million, or as Trump would say, billion dollars, turns right around and takes a couple of million of that money and buys 20, count them, 20, Dodge Challenger Interceptor Hellcats. Now, for those who aren't into cars or don't know what that is, that is the most expensive Chrysler you can buy. Base price 
for a Dodge Challenger Hellcat SRT is $80,000. He bought 20 of them. Why? For the Florida Highway Patrol. Because, you know, if you're going to pursue a Honda Civic, you're going to need one of those Hellcat Red Eye Challengers. 20 of them. So that comes to like a million six, a million seven. It's more than 80, but I'm saying that's the base. 20 of them. Now, that being said, we have always had seizure vehicles in our police departments. It's, it's always been a novelty. And what that means is if there's a uh, big narco bust, they take down a, a drug kingpin or they take down whoever it is that has a mansion and a whole bunch of classic cars or sports cars. Uh, the uh, police departments in that area keep the cars. So for many, many years in the Broward Sheriff's Office, there was a, a Corvette that they painted up to be a police car. It was cute, but it didn't cost tax dollars. Nobody wrote a check for it. It was part of a criminal property seizure. They just kept the car. And what did they do? Eventually, they auctioned it off and gave, gave it to, uh, I don't know, Benevolent Association or some charities or something. They drove it for a couple of years, and that was it. Nobody paid for it. It was part of a seizure. And the Florida Highway Patrol, same thing. If there was a bus, if there was a seizure, they had Corvettes. Uh, they had uh, Shelby Mustangs, whatever. They didn't pay for it. Didn't come out of the state's budget. It didn't come out of the police department's budget. It was a seized vehicle. And they painted it up as a police car and they drove it around. And it was a novelty and they drove them for a couple of years. And no doubt had a contest. You know, if you wrote so many tickets, you get to drive the vet. And, and then the other thing is when they get the uh, new fleet of police vehicles, that's just what it is. Normally, they order a fleet of vehicles for a discounted price, and that's usually how it goes. This guy, he orders 20 special edition Hellcat Red Eye Challengers at $80,000 a piece. So my question to him is, what the fuck for? So you can apprehend a, a Nissan Sentra? What are you going to do with the Hellcat? Besides give some cops a hard-on. What does this mean? Why this waste of money? Then everybody's in Florida is sitting home. See, they don't know about that. I'm telling you about this because we have no information available. We have no radio. We have no tele very little television. And mainly we have no print media. And I'm going to talk about that more coming up when it comes to the Lincoln Project. Recall effort, uh, whatever it takes. I, I don't know if they can. I don't think you can impeach a governor. This guy's got to go, and his own private band of lackeys. They all got to go. There's too much at stake for this type of idiocy, for this, this moron. Something has to be done, and I'm too stupid to really know. I mean, outside of a recall. I mean, they tried that in Wisconsin, it, it failed. But the message was clear. We can at least do that. We can at least stand up. Oh, Democrats, oh... Yeah, stand up. <laughs> See, I've got an idea. Putin says that Russia has a vaccine for uh, COVID-19. There you go. Now, I'm certain that Trump would probably tell DeSantis to take some of that vaccine. I hope he does. Because you know what will happen. Oh, yeah. I trust a, a, a Russian vaccine. Sure. <laughs> We have developed vaccine that all the world will want to have. <laughs> yeah, they call it Sputnik. <coughs> I got your Sputnik right here. Uh-huh. A vaccine. My shapely ass. This is the Brit Summers Show. Online at thebritsummershow.com. 
Vote safe, vote by mail, and avoid long lines. The benefits of voting by mail may surprise you. You can check your status and verify your voter registration information. You can even track receipt and counting of your ballot. To find out more about requesting your Palm Beach or Broward County ballot verification and tracking, go to BrowardSOE.org and PBCElections.org for an easy-to-follow guide. That's BrowardSOE.org and PBCElections.org. And now, moral viewers truly Brit Summit's real excellence in broadcasting. It was the greatest TV offer ever, the fabulous Ronco Vegematic. And now, attention ladies, in the labor-saving tradition of the Vegematic, Bobbit Co. presents the all-new Vagematic. Vagematic, the first feminine hygiene product that offers more than just feminine protection. Here's how it works. Your husband, Earl, is an abusive, alcoholic loser. And he's come home again late on a Saturday night. Hey, baby, it's me, and I'm ready to party. Actually, dear, I'm rather tired. I'm going to sleep. You're drunk, and I don't want you to touch me. Earl doesn't know it, but she's inserted her brand-new Vagomatic feminine protection device. Let's boogie, baby. Ready or not, here comes Earl. Uh, Earl, I must warn you, I'm wearing my new Vagimatic, so please leave me alone. Vagimatic sounds kinky, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm warning you, don't do that. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God! Ah! Oh, oh, Help me! I'm bleeding! Hey, my d***'s gone! Sorry, honey, when I said no, I meant no. Give me back my d***. <laughs> I don't think so. The Vagimatic slices and dices and a purees. No, no, not puree! <laughs> <laughs> they won't be able to sew that back on. It's Vagomatic, real feminine protection from Bobbit Co. What are you going to do with my p***, honey? I'm making sausages. Here, Fido. Oh, no, not sausages. <laughs> Vagomatic, pitch the Ginsu knives, throw out your machete, and try a Vagomatic. It slices, it snips, it mutes. And it's beltless, and it even makes julienne fries. No, no, not julienne fries. Vagomatic oh! from Bobbit Co. Call now and receive a free pocket fisherman and our handy home suture kit. Hi, I'm Lorena Bobbit, and when it comes to feminine protection, nothing cuts the mustard like a vagomatic. Vagomatic. Order now. Call 1-800-866-7426. That's 1-800-866. Organ. <laughs> You're listening to the Brit Summer Show. So it's Kamala, and if you haven't noticed already, both cable news networks have said nothing but Kamala. <laughs> I say, everybody, have you heard? Yes, we've heard. We know. And here's what I find most surprising above everything else is that the DNC acquiesced finally to momentum. <laughs> we finally have momentum. Oh, they didn't. They didn't see a need for it in twelve, naturally, because it was a shoe in, uh, and they certainly didn't want momentum in sixteen. Well, I guess they're saying, "Eh, why not? Let's throw all the chips in." Hey, well, let's have some momentum. Let's go with Kamala. And the reason I say that is because, despite, I mean, I have my problems with her too, policy-wise. I mean, she voted two weeks ago. She voted against a ten percent cut in the Pentagon's budget to reappropriate for, oh, I don't know, the coronavirus emergency that's going on. She voted against that. And I, I'm certain that was a little uh, kiss to uh, Joe Biden, because that's that's what he would have voted for. He would have voted against. Pentagon gets all the money. We'll worry about uh, coronavirus later. We give them all the money. We need defense contractors. DNC makes a lot of money with that. But <laughs> that being said, yeah, she's uh, right of center. Okay, so is Joe. Okay, they're not killers. They're not murderers. They can be approached. They can be dealt with reasonably. And the uh, administration that the, he appoints, uh, let's, let's hope it's a little bit more progressive or liberal than when Obama appointed his first term, which was anything but so in that sense, it's good news, a little bit of good news, because 
She brings momentum to the campaign. We all know Joe doesn't have it, but she does. She's on fire. She'll be a good campaigner. She'll be able to stump for him. And she'll be able to stump Pence. So that she's a talented politician, and she's got the goods. She's got everything you need. And she's got charisma, which is something the DNC uh, hates. <laughs> they made that very clear in 2016 with Tim Kaine. Oh, oh. And when they said they were thinking about going with Karen Bass, uh, not Fontella Bass, but Karen Bass, Talk about sitting like a, a deadwood with no charisma, nothing at all. But despite her accomplishments, she has no charisma. Uh, and I was afraid that they were going to go with her just to keep the momentum low. But to their credit, and I think a lot of this has to do with the old school Republicans are working with the DNC to get Trump out of there. They're helping him out because they have the balls and the guts to do it. Uh, Democrats just don't. Never, ever had it. <laughs> it just, uh, they're weak. They're feeble. Uh, <laughs> we have to rely heavily on the likes of the Lincoln Project, which, by the way, is head, in case you didn't know, it's headed up by George Conway, yes, Kelly's husband, uh, Steve Schmidt, the one who gave us Palin, yeah, uh, John Weaver, Rick Wilson, Stuart Stevens, Jennifer Horn, all right-wing Republicans. But not that right-wing. They're not downright Nazis. I mean, each, each and every one of them were screaming about Obama because he was black. Yeah, I mean, especially Rick Wilson. But they're willing to set that aside for the time being because this thing that's in the White House now, even the, the old-school Republicans who want their party back, they're disgusted by him. That's how bad he is. <laughs> He's splitting the Republican Party. And that's good news for us. But the reason I bring that up is the Lincoln Project, and I touched on this last week, is because you look at the spots that the DNC are putting on for the uh, Biden campaign, and they're fluffy, and they're nice, and it's la, 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 yeah, like that. You look at the Lincoln Project, that should, that should be what the DNC's putting out there. Because, like I said, these people have had a lot of practice. They know how to work the media. They understand it with laser-like focus. As opposed to the Democrats who are like, oh, the media's foolish, oh, we don't care. And they still, and they're bored by anybody who talks about the media. But you look at what they're doing, and it's having an impact because they know how it's done. So I thank these Republicans of the Lincoln Project because it's not just to get a, a Democrat in office. It's for the good of the country. This guy's got to go. He's damaging, never mind political parties. He is destroying this place. And at least these people can see that. Even George Will can see that he is destroying this country. And... The death count is rising day by day, especially in this state. Sorry, kids. We'll never know by how much. But, uh, yeah, for now, I salute these guys because they're actually doing a really phenomenal job. And the DNC, you can count on them for fluffy, happy ads, hopeful ads, nice ads. Yes, we don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to offend anybody. Not even Trump. We don't want to say anything rude. Oh, God damn it. This has got to change. I'm hoping this will change. I'm hoping that Democrats will learn from the Lincoln Project on how this is done. On how you play the media like a Stradivarius, which is what the Republicans have been doing ever since 1996. Thank you, Bill Clinton. Oh, it's the Clinton machine, the Clinton political machine that constantly gets its ass kicked. Uh, by the results of his 96 Telecom Act. Incidentally, uh, speaking of radio, I should give you an update on Doug Basham out in Las Vegas of KDWN. He is back on the air. Oh! Yes, he found a new sponsor to carry him. We don't know how long, but at least he's back on. And this is the problem that I point to all the time. Nobody supports us out here. We have a lot of talent, 
a lot of professional broadcasters that have been on the air for many years and uh, no support from anybody. And I'm talking about the big money Dems who are quick to complain and tweet things out. We, we, we don't like the way this is going on or uh, Trump is a traitor to this country. Yeah, okay, fine. So why don't you help out? Why don't you supplement some of our broadcasters out there? I'm not talking about just me, Tom Steyer. I'm talking about what the right wingers are always saying. <laughs> George Soros is funding the leftist media. There's First of all, there's no leftist media out there. Very, very, very little. And now what's, what's left of it on Sirius XM? Uh, we'll see. Their days are numbered now. With uh, Johnny Malone at the helm. We'll see what happens with that. With their progressive channel. Alleged progressive channel. It would be nice if what the fascists out there are saying. Always saying about George Soros. If it was true, we'd welcome that money. He he writes a check to support his favorite candidates. Or his uh, favorite policies to help that along. That That's all George Soros does. When it comes to media, not a penny. Not even a, a green stamp, a king corn stamp. Nothing from that mumza, George Soros. So let's get that clear. Whenever you hear, well, George Soros is writing it. George Soros gives us nothing. No. Not a fucking thing. No. Ever. I will not give it to you. You hear what I said? Hey, stupid. George Soros gives us Nothing. My offer is this. Nothing. No. Fucking morons out there. I wish Tom Stye... Tom Stye could buy radio stations with change that fell behind his couch cushion. But he won't do it. He don't even want to talk about it. The figure that I'm not going to get a return on this. I see no profitability. Well, why don't you give it a few years after investing? Instead of looking for instant satisfaction. Your country's more important than instant satisfaction. So so you take a hit for a few years, and then you see a profit, just like Roger Ailes did. You think they're going to finance us? No. No. But that's what we need out here. And I'm, I could go through the list. Doug Basham, Nicole Sandler. Randy, she's starting to take off. She's starting to do well now. But she, still, she could be on more radio stations. Tom Hartman, he's on a lot. He's the biggest one. He's on a lot of radio stations, but not as many as he should be. For example, he's not on at all down here. He's nowhere to be found in the state of Florida because they want to keep it, duh. The Steph Miller morning program, I have a lot of problems with that, but it should be on the air down here. Not down here, no. Well, you got online. You can listen online. Being online is too selective. Being online is like segregation. You only hear what you want to hear, especially when it comes to music. It's myopic. The internet is myopic. You get no other information other than what you want to hear. Unless you go through link to link to link to link. Do a little work. Do some research. Yeah, then you can find new things out. So congratulations, uh, Doug Basham. Welcome back on the air, albeit uh, we don't know how long, but at least he's there. And I do recommend listening to his show. It's uh, very well researched, and uh, he's, a, he's a personality. He's a good broadcaster, and he gives good show. How many times do you hear it? It's feeling up my ears. There's no one left of Hitler on the air. Rush clones on the airwaves You hear them every day About the leftists Coming media and the press If they're not deceiving and lying Well then I really wanna know Where's the liberal media? Show me the way To the liberal media they always blame. The message is the reason there's only fascists on the air. Since one giant corporation has emerged, that wants you to stay feeling they're balanced and they're fair, but a different point of view. 
Join me on part do where all the fun begins. Everybody else, stay where you are because uh, we're coming right back. And if you're listening to the station, I'll be back next week right here on No, no bottom of the hour treat this week, perhaps next week when I think of something to play. But at least I have no shortage of comedy bits to play, which uh, is becoming extinct. I tell you, if it wasn't for this show, I mean, I do comedy bits when the mood strikes me. I mean, I no longer have my musical equipment to do them with, uh, so I'm relegated to a karaoke if I could find one without backing tracks. And the software I have is no match for what I used to have, so I don't even really... Yeah, once in a while. But I tell you, the uh, climate out there for comedy bits is so bad. It's so low. Even the ones that have talent, like this, and I don't know who they are, the founders... They're good singers, and they're, they're pretty good with putting uh, lyrics together. Uh, again, they suffer from the same problem everybody else does now. They do the entire song until you go into a coma. They don't know how to edit properly. They don't know how to make the, the music funny. And in the case of the founders, they did a pretty good Beatles parody a couple of weeks ago that I, I'm not going to play it because... The founders don't understand that the Beatles were British. And they were singing very straight and flat and all this, but they weren't using any of the Beatles type of British sound. How are you going to do a, a Beatles parody and not ha- even a bad British accent, but some kind of British accent? <laughs> I mean, it's just... They just don't get it. But that's what passes 
for comedy these days. And occasionally uh, they'll do a bit on uh, Colbert. It's not often because I guess the founders like to do five-hour-long comedy bits. But when they do a bit on Colbert, which they've done, I think, two, they were good because they were a minute long which is how long it should be. No more than two minutes, please. Everybody out there thinks you're going to be a comedy legend. I don't want to mention Randy Rainbow by name, but that's how bad it is. I mean, they think doing a comedy parody song, it's got to be two and a half hours long. Well, we want to laugh. We don't want to visit your home. They just don't get it. It's really bad out there. I mean, there was another one... Did uh, Hey Jude, (laughs) all eight minutes. Oh, it's painful. The entire song of Hey Jude. I'm waiting for um, MacArthur's Park. Uh, All eight minutes of that. Or uh, maybe Inagata De Vida, complete with the drum solo. What is that? 17 minutes. Uh, Get Ready by Rare Earth. That was what, 21 minutes? Go, (laughs) Go ahead and do those. Put everybody to sleep. Your kind of comedy that you're putting out there, the only benefit to it is like if if you're a a victim of coronavirus and you're in bed with a respirator and in your ICU, you could play one of your comedy songs and it wouldn't wouldn't matter one way or the other. Oh, yeah, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show. I'm just letting off some steam here. FYINation.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, and... uh, for the time being, not, if I can help it, on SoFloRadio.com anymore. I sadly say, because uh, I helped put that together with George Rodriguez. It's not even a shadow of what it was. So forget that for now. But I am on uh, Patreon, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And, and, I think, iTunes. I'm on there somewhere. I didn't do it because, one, you have to pay. (laughs) Someone's doing it for me. And uh, it's on there. It's up there somewhere on iTunes. (laughs) That's a platform that I never got involved with because when in a minute they said you had to pay this or pay that, I'm like, bye. Bye, bye, bye. But I'm on there. I'm on iTunes, at least for the time being. And I'm not an Apple person, so I'm not quite sure what that means. But hi, everybody on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in. Speaking of paying for things, the one thing you don't have to pay for are my downloads. They're all free. Thanks in no short order to the generosity of my listeners who do contribute and click that donate button on my website, thebritsummershow.com. And I want to extol a special thanks to the primary underwriter of this program, Ernie. Oh! I just want to say Ernie is the best, and he helps keep this show running. And with the additional contributions of other listeners, it keeps it free on SoundCloud. Uh, I don't know about iTunes. Well, get back to me on that. Because <laughs> I... I don't know. No, I do not know. And for anybody out there that's wondering why I'm so hypercritical about these uh, comedy bits that are coming out, now, so-called comedy bits, it's because... From 1988 to 2009, I made my living doing that stuff. So I know from where I speak. I have some expertise in that area. And when I do complain about it, it's not like I'm going to be doing any bits anytime soon. I don't even care anymore. Like I was about to say, if it wasn't for this show, I wouldn't do anything radio related anymore. I'm just burned out. And I'm tired of banging my head against the thing because nobody listens. It's like, why Why am I bothering? But I know I have an audience out there and I don't want to let anybody down. So I do a show each week. I'm putting it out. I'm doing it. But as far as comedy bits are concerned, I was talking with someone before, I won't say who, uh, recently <clears throat> about starting up my musical bits again. Uh, blowing the dust off my fingers and starting to play guitar and piano again and the drums and all. I haven't picked up an instrument in years. And when I hear these bits played back, it's a weird feeling. It's like, wow, I I did sound good. (laughs) But I don't think I can do that again. The depression was too devastating for all these years. 
So it, I, I don't know if I recovered uh, enough to do musical bits. But this much I'll tell you. If I did do them again, I wouldn't bore you into a coma with uh, comedy bits that are a month long. Uh, but as I said earlier, I'm getting all these bits from the George Rodriguez show that we had. So I, I've got them now, and I'm playing them now. You've bought his records. You've seen his films. You've even purchased the Dayglow Velvet Memorial paintings at the gas station. As a true Elvis fan, you think you've heard it all. But wait, there's more. Now you can buy secret recordings of Elvis's last telephone conversations. Yes, it's the Elvis tapes. Hello, baby. This is Elvis. And I want you to come over right now and... Make me a big peanut butter and then a sandwich. A peanut butter and a nano sandwich will get me through the night. You'll hear Elvis in his most intimate moments. Hello, Pizza Man, Pizza. Yeah, this is the Elvis. Won't you bring me over a couple large pies? No, I'll make it, make it three. Don't make it six, double cheese. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm alone. And I'm hungry. And you'll hear Elvis reveal how he really feels about the one true love of his life. I want you back. I want you back. I'm alive, baby. And I'm on your way back. Would you pick up some donuts, please? Make jelly, cream donuts. Crawless cheese, Danish, too. I love my big honey glazed donuts. Without them, I can't do. The Elvis tapes. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me more donuts. Available now in drugstores everywhere. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show, and I'm not sure I brought it. Yeah, I think I brought it up before about the new Perry Mason on HBO, which I think is uh, no longer on there now. Good. Uh, I I don't know if I I don't think I reviewed it. I remember mentioning it was coming on, and I was curious to see it. I just didn't get around to reviewing it. And here's my review. It sucks. It's terrible. It is a prime example of giving a producer or a director uh, a project that they hate, that they don't want to do. And then the guy who made it, he, he so much has said that he said he didn't like Perry Mason. And it shows. Oh, he tore that up. He shredded uh, Perry Mason into little confetti. I mean, he took all the books written by Earl Stanley Gardner and put them sh- through a shredder. This guy, why does this happen? This happened, uh, by the way, uh, was about, geez, almost 20 years ago. You probably don't remember this because it flopped so badly. They made a movie about Bewitched, the TV show Bewitched with Elizabeth Montgomery. <laughs> They gave the project to Nora Ephron, the, the late Nora Ephron, who was a feminist early on and was fighting for women's rights uh, all, all of her life and hated the depiction of women on television back in the 60s. So what project did they give her? Bewitched. The beloved Bewitched. And speaking about activism... There was no greater advocate for the gay community than Liz Montgomery. Way back then, she fought for our rights. But don't tell that to Nora Ephron. <laughs> it's a womanizing type of program, and it should have never been on the air, and but a boop and a beep. And, and, and they give her the project. They say, here, Nora, do this. She tore that. <laughs> it made it terrible. It was, I couldn't get through it. It was so fucking bad. Uh, And now it, as Samantha would have done, made it disappear. Well, it's the same thing here. Ron Fitzgerald says it. He hated the Perry Mason. So if you didn't like Perry Mason either, then this version is for you. (laughs) It's that bad. They turned him into a low-life scumbag character that, uh, yeah, who, who somehow becomes an attorney. Well, actually, in the book, no, he didn't get dishonorably discharged. None of that. In the, in the books, he was a naval captain. <laughs> naval captain. <laughs> they just turned his ca- character all the way upside down. He plays like this uh, scumbag uh, 
private investigator, kind of private investigator, who works for an attorney. And uh, you know something? Because it is well acted. I'll, I'll give it that. But had they titled it something else and give the character a different name, it would it would serve well as a private eye show uh, back in the 30s. They're doing a good job with that. <clears throat> Putting Perry Mason's name on it makes no sense at all. And no matter what they do, no matter how hard they try to kill the character of Perry Mason, Raymond Burr owns it. There's never going to be another Perry Mason. Just ask Paul Sorvino or Monty Markham. Oh, yeah, they tried. <laughs> nope, sorry. And I'm not the only one who doesn't like it. it it's been panned uh, roundly by other people. What? A, okay, we get it. You don't like the character. You don't like the story. If Earl Stanley Gardner was still alive, you would say you would hope he would die by Thursday. So, even the... Even the iconic theme song, Fred Steiner's Park Avenue Beat. Yeah, that's the name of it, Park Avenue Beat. They knew they couldn't top the theme song, so what did they do? They don't have any. <laughs> that's the best way to get, get around it. What are we going to do about the kick-ass theme song? We're just not going to have one. Okay, save a few shekels there. Okay! HBO, you suck for putting that piece of crap on the air. Oh my god, is it bad. Because in the original, in the book, yeah, he started out, he was an investigator for the DA. He was like what Paul Drake was in the show, the original show. He started out like him, with what was going to law school, and that's where he met Paul Drake, because in the real story, he knew Paul Drake uh, long before he became an attorney, and that's how he became this trusted investigator. And no, Paul Drake was not a cop. Oh. Raymond Burr's doing a Kazatsky in the grave. And now, here's another exciting offer from Video Treasure Chest. In the hit 60s sitcom, Bewitched, Darren Stevens married a good witch named Samantha. But in the series pilot, Samantha was actually into evil black magic, as this lost classic shows. I'm sorry, Darren, the answer's no. Larry, you promised me that if I landed the Fibblemeister account, you'd make me a partner. We just can't do it right now. Hi, Larry. Hello, sweetheart. Sam, we're a little busy. I was just explaining to Darren that the time isn't right to make him a partner at McMahon and Tate. Oh, sweetheart, I think I can take care of this. Now, Sam, no black magic, you promised. What the? Tate, since you have no heart, you will have no heart. Oh. Sam, <laughs> Sam, you ripped his heart out. Mm, sure did. And boy, is it tasty. Want a bite? Sam! It's like Mother always says, the way to a man's heart is through his sternum. The Lost Bewitch pilot, Larry Rots in Hell, can be yours for just $19.95 in local video stores. Video Treasure Chest, we've got rooms of this crap. They're dead. They're dead. The whole darn cast is dead. They're dead. They're dead, they're definitely dead. Liz Montgomery and Agnes Moorhead, Dick York and the other dick too. And it's straight that Paul Lind is taking a turn out too. They're dead, they're dead, like doornails they're all dead. They're dead, all dead, yes positively dead. Except for Adam and Tabitha, but we're working on that too. So stay tuned and they will be dead soon! You've been listening to The Brit Summer Show where I neglected to talk about what the cable news media is not talking about anymore. I forgot to bring up the, uh, or I should say, Bill Barr's Justice Department dropping probes of three senators who sold stock after the coronavirus briefings. <laughs> That's, or that, was a, that was a blip on the news radar. Kelly Loeffler, James Inhofe, and yes, Diana Feinstein, who I never liked. Uh, all cases dropped. Disappeared. They're all, it's all gone away. As crime continues, unabated in this country, and ignored by most. More on that next week, <laughs> when I come back. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And as a pubic service announcement, remember what the New York City's health department has said. 
And they, they seriously did. They, they recommended that you go out and find a glory hole. <laughs> I, I still have more material on that. So that's the way I see the world from here. And until next time, this is Britt Summers saying... Okay.